If you love the blue and white like we do, and you like to stay up to date on what's going on around Ripley High School athletics, make sure you subscribe to this podcast and turn on your notifications. Welcome to episode 27 as we begin to wrap up what has been a very eventful season at Ripley High School. And what a finale it was for the Lady Viking track team. We'll recap the repeat championship at the state meet in Charleston. Brian has a conversation with a former standout on the Viking track team. And he has a chat with a Ripley High grad who recently wrapped up his collegiate baseball season. Let's get things started with Crystal Cunningham, the coach of the two-time state champion Ripley High track team. All right, welcome back inside Viking 360. I'm joined again this week. Now we can call you state champion, Crystal Cunningham. Uh, Congratulations, a great showing this week for your team. Thank you. Thank you so much. Couldn't be more proud of them. You know, when we were talking about before this interview, how, yes, this is very much an athletic uh, event, obviously, but there's also um, math involved in this and following how uh, the scoring goes and, how, and the projections, and, and that comes into play. It really does. Um, I think about it in the back of my mind come state meet time, but I always have my dad, Tom, there who has all the mathematics and how many points, you know, they're projected, how many we've scored, where it varies, what we need. And then this year, funny story, um, I go under the bleachers and um, where we have our little setup and I see Jaden Casto, one of my runners, and she opens up her folder and she has everything written out to a T, predictions and every race she's writing down where everybody placed and it is hilarious so we started calling her little tom so i have her and my dad that really helps with the math side of things and let's talk about how the lady vikes were able to come from behind how were the team standings going uh, going into that last event and what you had to do in that relay last event to pull this off you know, we it did come down to the 4x4. Four four. We knew we had to win or at least place um, two spots in front of Wheeling Park. Otherwise, we would have tied. Um, so we came in first with, you know, pulling on Morgantown to get second. They came in third, so it had us up by two points. And we had a number of uh, personal records set at the state meeting. Man, what can you uh, do better than peak at the right time and, and bring your team a state championship? And, you know, that's what we were going for. We dialed back our workouts. Um, so where we would peak this weekend, you know, dialed them back properly, and that's what happened. We had Allison Fields that ran a 12-3-4 in the 100, and that was her personal best um, far ahead of what she ran her freshman season and sophomore season. Um, she PR'd in the 400, which is the event she absolutely hates, but she stepped up, got us eight points, ran a 57-6-5. Um, we had the 4 by 4 team, all of them, PR'd in their 400s um, to come up with a new state record at 401.64. Um, and then we had Tori, which um, excelled in the 8, 16, and 32, um, getting new state records in the 8 and the 1600. Crystal, you guys talk about, uh, we talked previously, how this is a family uh, affair for you guys. Not only your husband being your assistant coach, but also you, you've kind of built that culture uh, within the track and field team. When you get in a situation like that where it's 
nip and tuck and it's tight. How much does that family uh, environment kind of kick in and, and help you guys fight for one another? You know, they know it's an individual sport, but along with individually, it's a team sport, especially when it comes down to those relays. And they work together perfectly. I mean, that's what we do throughout the season is see where those relays come in and what four are going to be outstanding, not just individually, but together as a team. And, you know, that's where we come up with it by regionals. And they just kind of hammer as hard as they can at states. And they did amazing. What does it feel like to win a state championship? It's something I can and say I've never been able to accomplish. Uh, just inside, and I know you and, and your husband have probably talked about it. You haven't had a lot of days to reflect on it, but to hoist that championship and to know your state championship, that's got to be an amazing feeling. You know, it is pretty crazy. It is an amazing feeling. And I was we were just talking the other day at how, looking back, you know, like my stepmom was a um, state championship track team at Gilmer County in the 80s, and she took six girls to states, and they won, which was pretty crazy. I mean, we took 11, and, you know, we won. And it it's just I look at her, and I've always looked up to her, and she's been one of the most amazing women in my life other than my mom. And just seeing her do it and holding her you know on that pedestal even though she thinks I'm crazy I just can't believe that I've done it 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 blows my mind okay we now have the repeat let's talk about 2020 and what it would possibly take for a three-peat I know you have some of the points coming back on the team but you're going to lose some valuable points as well Yes, we are going to lose some valuable points, but um, I've already, I know we're just a few days after the 2019 season, but I've already wrote down some names and, you know, I see some eighth graders coming up that are really going to help us out, but there's people on the team that just need to realize how good they are. I know how good they are, and we'll have plenty of kids that should step right in. Um, As far as us, we definitely have potential to do it again but there are some other teams that aren't losing what we're losing um that will come you know in for blood next year so we're gonna just have to keep working like we have been and i know we have some great girls that can um just continue to excel our program well and i know that not only the school but the entire ripley community is very proud uh, this accomplishment that means a lot to everyone and let's talk a little bit about uh, the the actual track facility here some improvements are in store there so tell us about that yeah so we're getting a new track um i think they're supposed to start june 1st we should have a new long jump runway new pole vault runway and the new high jump area um so that should be awesome we're getting a new retraining wall so it should all work together you know really well one thing we're still working on getting is a new disc cage um we kind of just have a temporary one right now so we need to still work towards that and hopefully our facility will be complete crystal from Ruben and I and everyone listening, congratulations. Uh, I know this isn't your favorite thing to do, these interviews. You've done a tremendous job. You've been excellent. We appreciate your time. And, again, congratulations and best of luck next year. Thank you so much. Let's go Big Blue. And, Brian, still on the uh, subject of running, I know you had a recent conversation with uh, Brett Hunt and uh, all about his winning. Brett uh, did uh, accomplish quite a bit at Ripley High School as a distance runner, mostly in the sport of cross country in which he won a state championship, and then also in track and field as well, and you'll hear that in this conversation. All right, welcome back inside Viking 360. I'm joined now by former Viking 
runner, Brett Hunt. Brett, uh, thanks for being with me. Thanks, Brian. How are we doing this evening? Doing great, man. Hey, uh, tell us a little bit what's going on with you now. You're in Fairmont, right? Yes, I've been in Fairmont uh, since 2004 now. I work for uh, West Virginia Radio Corporation as an executive account manager. Been with them for about 14 years. Uh, my, my wife and I, Trina, have been married for 15 years, and we have a son, Blake, who's 13 and uh, seventh grade at East Fairmont Middle School. So, Brett, you were a former cross-country state champion mm-hmm. at Ripley High School and an uh, accomplished runner in track and field as well. Do you think about that often? I mean, we're getting of the age now where we start <laughs> looking back at high school and, and start thinking about some of the things we accomplished. Do you feel that way at all uh, as you uh, get further on in life? I mean, being a state champion or being part of a team, that, that that's something that you'll – Never forget, but I can still remember that senior year, I mean, of setting a goal to be a state champion, but at the same time, uh, our team goal was to be the first state championship team at Ripley High School. Uh, One of the things that I do talk about, and I run into old coaches and things like that, that um, people will remind me that I was the last, what you would call, true West Virginia state champion. And the reason I say that is we were the last year to run against triple A, double A and single A. So uh, now it's all split up. But back then you ran against every high school in the state, but uh, (coughs) so yes, I, I I do think about it. Uh, You know, it's, it's been a long time ago, but that's something that uh, I'll never forget. And I can still remember the day, October 30th, and uh, it's a day I'll never forget. You got, you did get that state championship, and Brett, you guys nearly won a state championship as well in track and field. And and I know that uh, you were pretty close with those guys uh, that you were running in those events with as well. Yeah, uh, going into track season, we had a, a heck of a distance team. And uh, the funny thing is, I really thought I would be the two mile champion that year. And uh, a lot of people don't know this, but the state track meet was canceled and moved back for a week due to some couple schools in Wheeling. Uh, I believe it was a measles break breakout or, or something. And uh, I remember I started a uh, summer job at uh, Cedar Lakes and uh, I was uh, weed eating and mowing grass and actually got covered in poison oak and poison ivy all over my feet legs and uh i don't want to use that as an excuse but it was uh it was pretty painful to run but uh we had a uh rob keller won the mile and uh which was awesome i remember coming around that last turn and passing rob and uh just i hope i motivated him to to kick it in gear because he did he passed me right there at the end and he became a state champion in the mile and then our four by eight team, which we were undefeated all season, we thought for sure we would be champs. And uh, <clears throat> a team out of Magnolia uh, beat us that year and actually set the state record. But uh, I do look back at the track season and I, I, I keep up because I still hold the 3,200 uh, record there at Ripley High School and our four by eight record still stands as well. 
and uh, it's been 25 years, so it's pretty awesome to uh, to look back on that. Well, I know you probably have heard this, but this, the girls won a state uh, track championship this past weekend. We had some boys that did some great things as well. How often do you keep up with what's going on back at Ripley High? Well, mom and dad keep me posted on a lot of things, and uh, you know now with Facebook and social media, uh, I do keep an eye out on the, what the cross country teams are doing, track teams, football, baseball. Uh, but no, I really paid attention to Ripley's track team this year, and uh, congratulations to the girls for winning the state championship, and uh, especially to uh, Tori Starcher being being a former formal distance runner uh it's it's fun to see her success and uh i wish her the best and uh she's been pretty fun to follow and uh she's breaking a lot of records that i think will be set at ripley and in the state for a long time i've said uh, brad on many occasions i think she's probably the most dominant Mm -hmm. athlete to come through ripley high school and she's only a junior you think that's a fair assessment to make of her it's uh she has a scary talent. Uh she's she's very good and anytime you're ranked nationally in any sport uh it, it's it's incredible and what she what she's done uh, at Ripley High School is makes all of us proud and like I said I, I wish her nothing but the best and and all the other uh teams there at Ripley High School. So, so Brett you went on and you uh obviously had an accomplished running career at Ripley High. You played basketball. You you did all kinds of things uh, in sports at Ripley High. You went on to play basketball in college. Your wife, Trina, was a cheerleader at Fairmont State. You guys come full circle now. You have a son who is, a, is uh, getting of the high school age, actually playing in an AAU tournament. I think you were telling me this coming weekend. What's it been like as a father to watch your son grow up uh, get into sports and, and, and really kind of follow the same passion that, that you've had your whole life. Well, you know what, there's, there's nothing better, uh, than getting, getting out there and enjoy watching your, your kids play. I, I just sit there and think about the times and my mom and dad took my brother and I and sat there in the stands for hours and hours to, uh, watch us run, watch us play baseball, watch us play basketball. And I appreciate everything that they ever done for us. And, and now that uh, Blake's 13, he's a seventh grader, but he participates in uh, a lot of different sports. But right now we are currently in uh, travel basketball, which I do coach his team. And uh, they do have a incredible team and they, they work hard and uh, I've had them together for three years. And we're just trying to build the program here at East Fairmont and we're actually headed to the uh, state championships this weekend in Charleston. So I wish them uh, – I hope we do well, and um, it should be a, a really tough challenge for them. Brett, in a day and age where so many kids specialize in a sport, uh, you were a guy, as I mentioned a moment ago, played a lot mm-hmm. of different sports. Uh, do you encourage Blake to, to get out there and test the waters and play all these different sports and see what mm-hmm. uh, he might enjoy the most? I think it's very important that kids participate in all the sports that they can. Uh, it just helps them. You know, you learn discipline. You get to learn from different coaches. And uh, I just think it's it's very, very important. Because in one sport, you might be exceptionally 
very good at that sport, then another one you might not be as as good. So it pushes you to to work even harder. And then again, as they get older, that'll transition into their job. Uh, it just comes back to their work ethic, in which you know I, I look at it today. Some of the kids don't have the work ethic as we did because of some of the distractions they have now with with all the phones and the games. And, you know, I can just remember meeting you at the park or at the football field and us playing pickup games. And it was volleyball or tennis match or tackle football or wiffle ball. You just don't, you just don't see that much today, but I, I, I encourage, uh, I think all kids should, should play as many sports as they can. And, and again, just strive to be the best and whatever they do. And, It'll make them successful, and it'll it'll carry over into as they get older. Before I let you go, you and I are similar in a lot of ways, but the fact that we both have older brothers, we're uh, you know the youngest of two boys in our families, and our older brothers were both athletes. Talk about your older brother uh, Benji, and and what an influence he was on you, and how he pushed you to be better. Well, it was always fun competing against him. You know, he was all he was four four years older than me, so I, I wasn't in high school at the same time, but I was always at every event that he participated in. And no matter what he did, I wanted to to be better, and he pushed me to to be successful. And you know, when I was younger, and and the funny thing is, uh, you know, Benji held the thirty two hundred state. Uh, Sorry, the 3,200 record there at the high school. And uh, my goal was to beat that, which I beat his record in uh, my senior year. And if it wasn't for him to, you know, push me and, and, and make that goal, um, you know, so I appreciate everything that uh, he ever did. And it was, like I said, it was always fun competing against him. And uh, and those are, those are the things you never forget. Brett, appreciate the time, man. It's always great catching up with you. Uh, you know, I'm glad you get a chance to tell your story and and what you accomplished at Ripley High School. And, uh, you know, best of luck to you guys this weekend down in Charleston. Hope you guys win that whole thing. Yeah, I appreciate it. So that would be, uh, like I said, an awesome experience for those boys to go down there. Because the thing with our, our team here, at, uh, even though we're a travel team, we are just a school team. I uh, I believe in growing the program for them so we don't have any we don't have any kids from outside schools so when we go compete we usually face we usually face schools that have uh, I mean face teams that have uh, maybe three to five kids from different schools and Blake and them has been able to compete and uh, and it's fun so I, like I said I, I hope we get on there and win a state championship and then you get a uh, a free trip to play in the nationals in uh, Raleigh, North Carolina in July. So. All right, man. Well, best of luck to you. We appreciate the time. All right. Thanks, Brian. You've been listening to former state champion distance runner, Brett Hunt on biking 360. His name is Remington and he took a shot at playing college baseball at Salem university. Let's get caught up with Remy Boyce. Welcome back inside Viking 360. I'm joined now by former Viking shortstop, Remy Boyce. Remy, thanks for the time. Yeah, no problem. 
Remy, tell me a little bit uh, about uh, what you've been doing since you left Ripley High School. I know you went on to Salem to play baseball uh, and maybe uh, on to a, a, a new part of life now after uh, leaving Salem here this past semester. Yeah, uh, well, after Ripley, I went to uh, Salem University for my first years of college. I played I played a good bit up there. It was a good experience to go. Um, I mainly played second base and shortstop up there, but I got some reps at third. And uh, it was a really cool experience to go up there and get the opportunity to play Division Two baseball. I met some really, really cool guys up there, some friends I think I'll keep for the rest of my life. And uh, it was just it was a really great experience for me. I think the thing people don't realize, uh, the word student-athlete, uh, what all that entails and how much work goes into that, Remy. Talk about um, the days and, and how much work and study hall and class and practice and games and, and weightlifting and, and everything that goes into that. Uh, how long was a typical day for Remy during the season? Um, a typical day during the season, we would have morning lifting at 6 in the morning, so I'd get up at 5.30 and walk up. And then we would have class at 9, 9 to 12. And then we would have practice from usually 1 to about 3.34. And then that night we'd have study hall uh, to make sure we kept our grades up. And uh, that was basically the basic day. Long day. It was a long day. Talk a little bit about your time at Ripley High School. You played on some really good teams, uh, surrounded by some really good players. I know your little brother is playing now, and you guys are still very much connected to the program. Talk about that your time here and what this program means to you personally. Um, during my time, I was able to play varsity all four years, but my, I only played, like, started my sophomore through senior year. But the guys I played with were, like, they're brothers to me. Because, like, that's the best way I can describe that. Like, the friendships I have with them are going to last forever. Like, they're all invited to my wedding. <laughs> it's pretty simple. Um, but, yeah, at Ripley, like, the guys were great. The coaches were fantastic. They taught me how to play baseball. They taught me they taught me how to use my skills right. And uh, it was it was awesome playing there. And my little brother, he's going to be good. He's good right now, but he's going to be good next year. And he wants to play in college, so hopefully, hopefully he gets the opportunity to do it. And uh, I think he'll be a great, great player in college. How much do you help him? Uh, I know you guys are close. Your whole family is really close. Um, but I know you were coming to the games, the, the sectional games here a couple of weeks ago. And uh, do you give him a hard time when he makes a mistake or bad throw or misplays a ground ball? Or, or do you uh, give him some of that uh, elderly, brotherly love? No, um, I don't think people should be disciplined for making mistakes because mistakes are part of baseball. No, no one makes every play. But when he does make a mistake, I, I let him know what he did wrong and what he should do to fix it. Because, like, just yelling at somebody is not going to do anything. And showing him what to do is the best way to do it, especially with Brody because he gets mad pretty quick. And he needs, like, guidance. He just, he's not going to be able to just figure it out by himself like that. Talk about your family. I know I've known your dad and mom since high school. Uh, but you guys are really close. Uh, Xavier and your mom are really kind of the glue that holds the family together. They keep you and your dad and, and Brody in line a little bit, but they're there every game. Uh, they're there supporting you. Talk about that support system and what that's meant to you through your life. Yeah, um, my mom is probably my mom and dad are both big supporters. But my mom went to a lot of a lot of my games the last two years up at Salem, which is a really far drive, about two hours almost. And she would sit through every inning of every game, no matter the weather, and it'd be raining, snowing. And I wouldn't get to play very much, but he, she would come and support me. And my dad would be the same way, but my mom would come a lot more. And Zave even came a few times, but 
the fact that he w- is uh, able to just come out and sit and know, know he can't do anything about it is, is awesome, actually, because he sits out there and has fun every every day, wearing shorts. You just got a hat on. <laughs> and uh, it's just great to see him at the games. He is a huge uh, NASCAR fan. He knows, uh, Mike Rubin was telling me, he knows as much about NASCAR as anybody he's ever met. Tell me about that a little bit. How did that come about? You know, I actually don't know how he got started, like, liking NASCAR. Like, I can remember, like, watching a race when we were younger at our old house. And he, like, knew knew all the drivers. I didn't even know what the sport was, but he knew all the drivers. And, like, to this day, he if you, like, ask him, like, a driver like a, or a number, he, like, he'll tell you, like, right away. Like, it's without hesitation. And, like, I don't know where he got his love for the sport from, but he, he watches it every weekend, every minute of the weekend, yeah. So you are uh, kind of between, as you mentioned earlier, you're kind of between decisions, what you're going to do right now. Not 100% sure about playing baseball, maybe, maybe not. Uh, how difficult of a decision is that for you? I mean, I know you've played baseball your whole life, and, you know, at some point, uh, just like me, you've got to walk away and, and start doing uh, the real-life stuff, and I know that's probably what you're planning for. Yeah. Um, you know, like I mentioned Playing baseball is a great opportunity, but like if I don't ever if I don't get to do it again in college, I think I'm okay with it because I know I won't be up, I won't be playing it forever, and you gotta be thinking about life after baseball. And so my decisions based based purely off of like what school will help me after college with uh, my physical therapy degree. And if it if it doesn't allow me to play baseball, then I'm okay with that. Remy, thanks so much for the time, buddy, and best of luck to you. Keep in touch. Yep, appreciate it. And, Rube, staying with baseball, uh, pretty excited. Viking 360, this is the first time we've uh, dipped a toe in these waters, but uh, we're going to unveil uh, something pretty exciting next week. Yes, we're going to have all-decade teams for both baseball and softball, so uh, we'll have the top players at Ripley High from the years uh, 2010 to to, uh, 2019, and we'll be revealing those shortly. Ripley Vikings number one. You know, Brian, an exciting moment for followers of Ripley High Athletics is the announcement during the formal awards ceremony of the, the Athlete of the Year winners. And this year marks about the half century mark of that prestigious award. I think the uh, first recipient uh, was uh, with the class of 1969, and the athlete of the year that year was none other than Terry Landis. And Rube, a couple of uh, very deserving uh, recipients this year, this year's winners. Uh, on the ladies' side, Taylor Kennedy for soccer goalie and basketball as the Lady Viking point guard. And on the men's side, Caden Keeler for his efforts on the football field as a lineman and also in a reserve role for the Viking boys basketball team. Congratulations. That'll wrap up episode 27 of Viking 360. And again, be sure to check out next week's episode as we unveil the all-decade teams for Viking baseball and Lady Viking softball. Remember, for all the news on the blue... Go anywhere you can find podcasts, search Viking 360, hit the subscribe button, and turn on your notifications. Thanks for listening to Viking 360. We'll see you around.